Hi, this is Rob Delaney, and you're listening to P.F. Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, a lot of comedians say they've died on stage once or twice, but that almost actually happened to Rocky Laporte long before he even stepped on a stand-up stage, back during the days when he was a delivery driver for a Chicago furniture company. I actually got held up a couple times. I, got, I, don't, I think I told you, I got shot one time. I got held up on my route and I got shot. We'll hear more from Rocky in just a little bit. There's some uh, shenanigans going on at WGN Radio in Chicago with a former Cincinnati radio personality. We'll investigate. But first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news with me. In a climate of political and economic uncertainty following a bit of risk-taking by awarding games to Sochi and Rio de Janeiro, the International Olympic Committee opted for a safe pair of hands by selecting Tokyo to host the 2020 Olympic Games. Japan's capital beat a bid by Istanbul on the final round of voting on Saturday. The Turkish and a last-ditch effort to secure the games even offered to explain why Constantinople got the works. IOC officials went in favor of Tokyo over Istanbul largely because they were afraid that that song would get stuck in their heads for the next eight years. Istanbul was Constantinople, now it's Istanbul, now Constantinople, been a long time gone. Constantinople, now it's Turkish delight, on a moonlit night. The official ceremony awarding the games to Tokyo was delayed for half an hour, while the Japanese delegation congratulated each other and took pictures. Spencer Pratt got to have his cake and eat it too, but not until after wife Heidi Montag got a chance to pop out of a life-size plastic replica of it. Ew. The former MTV reality star was treated to quite the sweet surprise in Las Vegas over Labor Day weekend when he and his main squeeze celebrated his 30th birthday with a party at Las Vegas's Crazy Horse 3 strip club on August 31st. Scantily clad in a glittery midriff-bearing dress, Montag emerged from the top of a giant silver cake decorated with the venue's logo in black icing. Club patrons spent the rest of the evening trying to stuff her back in. Simon Kalman might seem like the charitable sort of celebrity, but with the pending birth of his son, Kyle is making it clear his $350 million fortune will be given to charity rather than his children. He said, I'm going to leave my money to somebody, a charity, probably kids and dogs, he told the London Mirror. I don't believe in passing on from one generation to another. Upon hearing that, all of the children started taking singing lessons. North Korea's official news agency says former NBA star Dennis Rodman has met leader Kim Jong-un on his second visit to the country. Rodman has suggested basketball diplomacy could warm relations and has called Kim an awesome guy, finding him to be marf, finding him to be far more reasonable than NBA commissioner David Stern. A San Antonio man visiting Starbucks got more than just a coffee when he went to the bathroom and discovered a snake in the toilet. Moose Alshwed came across the critter and alerted a store employee. We went back in, he said, washed it as it slithered back and around down underneath the rim of the bowl and inside and then disappeared. Samuel Jackson could not be reached for comment, though it is believed that he is very upset about the situation. Conservative talk show host Rush Limbaugh has announced that he's writing a kid's book, which will come out on October 29th. It's called Rush Revere and the Brave Pilgrims, Time Travel and Adventures with Exceptional Americans. And it's about modern day, and it's about a modern day Paul Revere who rides around America espousing fundamental American values. He is a close friend of Rush Limbaugh, who sounds the alarm that the liberals are coming. Limbaugh is working on other children's titles as well, including The Very Conservative Caterpillar, If You Give a Mouse a Food Stamp, and Where the Sidewalk Ends Because of Government Mismanagement. And that's been Fake News with me.
It was one of those weeks where it was tough picking out what the dumb bit was going to be. There were a lot of things going on. Uh, Donald Rumsfeld was talking about the Syrian situation in a kind of funny and tragic sort of way, uh, but that really didn't stick. Uh, there were some other things about the Syrian situation, it just, but that didn't seem exactly right. Uh, I thought, well, we could spin the wheel and see what's going on over at Newsbusters. Always a good source of comedy, because those folks are crazy, quite honestly. And uh, a lot of funny stuff over there, but nothing that had that, you know, that... that that oomph, as they say in uh, the Buttery Biscuit Bass song. So I was looking around, and all of a sudden the story appears uh, out of Chicago with ties to Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati, of course, is where this program originates, and I'll give you a little background as quickly as I can. We have a station here called WLW. It's a big AM talk radio station, and there are a couple personalities on it you may have heard of, particularly one I know, Bill Cunningham, you may have heard of because he has a syndicated TV talk show now across the United States. I believe it is also in Canada, and it may even be on other parts of the world. But uh, So he's been around for years and years. Uh, a guy that preceded him in the time slot before, uh, Mr. Cunningham, is still on here from noon to 3. We had a guy that was on from like 10 to noon. His name was Mike McConnell, and uh, he was on for years and years here as well. Uh, also a conservative, but not a nut. At all, uh, what you would honestly a mod, and a lot of people say, "Oh, he's a moderate conservative," but this guy, I think, really is uh, certainly not a nut like Hannity or Bortz or Michael Savage or any of those crazy people. Uh, well researched, rarely pull stuff out of his butt. Uh, even when he disagreed with you, he would have a laugh and he'd try to point things out to you and say, "Well, hey, look at it this way." A little heavy on the anecdotal evidence, you know. I have a friend that did this. I know people who do that, but for the most part, you know, worth listening to. And a lot of people would say, "I don't, I don't agree with you, Mike," but I listen every day, and, and I was one of those people. I listen a lot. So he gets promotion, goes to Chicago last year to WGN, and. Uh, He's there. I, I listen to it occasionally uh, on the stream off the website. And then all of a sudden, our TV columnist and radio columnist here in Cincinnati for the Inquirer, John Keyswood, reports that uh, Mike McConnell has been taken off the air at WGN and been booted down to their subcarrier signal, their HD channel, WGN2. Uh, you can also stream his show from the website, and they have it as a podcast, but he is not on the air anymore uh, at WGN over the regular 770 frequency. And I, this is, everyone's scratching their head, this is weird. So I don't know a lot about WGN's programming, apart from growing up listening to it as a kid. You know, I'd listen to stations from around the country, and GN was certainly one of them, but I mostly remember just for the sports, either listening to one of the teams there that was broadcasting on WGN or the sports talk shows at night, which is when I could pick it up. Wasn't sure about what their programming was like during the day, and uh, near as I can figure, it's like WLW. It's rare in that all of the talk shows are local, locally generated. And um, it, it doesn't appear to be overtly conservative, like a lot of AM talk radio stations in this country, although the Chicago Now, which is one of the weekly alternative papers up there in Chicago, uh, did criticize it last year for being nothing but uh, old white men. And now it's uh, all old white men and one woman because the uh, a, a duo has supplanted Mr. McConnell in his time slot, uh, and it's some kind of like an entertainmenty kind of talk show. So, but anyway, it is it's old white folks basically still uh, like me. So you're probably getting kind of a narrow view of the world through that through that prism. And anyway, uh, so McConnell gets booted off uh, into doing this podcast, which um, well, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, we. People are were looking at on Facebook and commenting on this news on that Mr. Keysweater had uh, had broken, and they're, they're saying, you know, that's that's crazy. And like I said, he's not a jerk. And I think, uh, well, it must be he's he's too conservative even for you know Chicago. You know, even he's not that you know overtly conservative and crazy. Maybe that was too much even for the maybe otherwise liberal listeners of Chicago. I don't know. It it just seemed weird. So anyway. 
Um, I don't think he realizes that he's actually on the cusp of something uh, new, and I tried to post that on uh, his Facebook page. I'm not sure he's the actual one posting on it, probably his producer is, but saying, hey, look, you're actually on to something with this podcasting thing. You're not going to believe the freedom. What you got to do is get out of WGN and just do this on your own. So anyway, I um, hadn't listened to his program in a while, downloaded uh, the episode from, I believe it was Tuesday, September 5th, and uh, it was a pretty good show. Started off good because he was talking about this. And I got my first guest of the day standing by on the subject of nudism. Oh, yeah. So, a uh, good subject, I think, to, uh, to return to the Mike McConnell show with. And uh, first, let me say, uh, on the subject of the nudists, I believe now that the, uh, the gays are getting their situation in order and people are becoming more accepting of them and finally, you know, not uh, being bigoted towards them, I think the bigots, the only people the bigots now have left are the nudists. And you're going to see it, you know, because of the Bible, Adam and Eve had to put on clothes, right? So it's right there in the Bible. So I think the nudist, look out, you're next. So anyway, he has a conversation with this nice lady from Florida about the nudist lifestyle. And uh, it isn't, it's got some of the same, you know, he has some of the obvious questions that people always ask about it. But he has some other interesting uh, takes on it as well. And then he has a guy on from the Atlantic who uh, wrote a story called The Myth of Part-Time Work in America. Has a nice conversation with him. Again, even even keeled. Uh, he doesn't go crazy conservative on him, just has some opinions on it. He even, after he lets the guest go, further discussing the issue, says this. And that's one of the things that people don't always bear in mind when it comes to the you know raising the minimum wage. Yes, I think it's too low. Yes, it should go up. What that magic number is, I don't know. Huh. How about that? Well, in the course of that discussion, he uh, talks about how Walmart uh, pays better than uh, Kmart and other places. Research that. He was correct. Uh, and all of his numbers added up. Some of the conclusions, as usual, I didn't quite agree with. Uh, he didn't address the part about the fact that, well, if you raise people's uh, wages in those jobs, they'll have more spending power and they'll buy more crap. Uh, that's not addressed at all. And he did bring up the point that, well, your, your fast food will cost a lot more. I think people can pony up, you know, 50, 60 cents more for a Big Mac to make sure people you know, aren't living in poverty and still having to work in a fast food restaurant. All right. So anyway, uh, listen to a little more of the show. And someone had, uh, on the Facebook page maybe of his had asked, you know, well, it, could we have more interaction with some other people in the studio like on, on your old show? Because as you know, um, even though he has guests, uh, someone talking into a microphone can be a snooze. Now, he can handle it. He's a professional. But it's still probably nice to have some interaction with the weather people, the traffic people. But uh, his response to that is this. It's not wired that way. Where I am is in a, a studio. I'm on the, the seventh floor of the Tribune Tower. In fact, I'm in a room that doesn't have any windows. Well, you might think, well, what's wrong with that? Well, the problem is, if you've ever been to Chicago and you go down to Michigan Avenue to the Tribune Building, the main studio for WGN sits right on Michigan Avenue. They've got a beautiful big window that looks out onto Michigan Avenue and the Cook River. They stuck old Mike up on the seventh floor in a broom closet. You just sit there, mister, and think about what you did. It just, it's just crazy. So what I want people to do is, uh, since Mike is uh, at the forefront of a new technology, as we all are in the podcasting business, go to iTunes and at least download an episode of it and give it a shout. I mean, give it a listen. Uh, or go just to the WGN website and just stream it off the computer there one afternoon and listen. And that way, when people, because there's a lot of criticism around the country when people say, oh, you know, people only listen to people they agree with and uh, and people that are, what shall we say, left of the dial, uh, only listen to, to liberal and progressive uh, ideas and conservative ones and the conservative talk radio. Well, here's your chance if you are left of the dial, as it were, uh, to listen to someone who has some differing views and who isn't going to drive you insane. All right. And so, so I want you to do that. 
uh, if you're around the world, just go, just go as they say on the BBC, go to any internet search engine, because you're not allowed to say Google for some reason. Go to any internet search engine and type in WGN Radio. That'll take you to the website, and you should be able to find McConnell from there. We'll link to it from our uh, website as well, pfradio.podbean.com. And if you do that, we'll have a lot less of this kind of nonsense. Everybody's making immigration proposals these days. Let me add mine to the mix. Call it the Limbaugh Laws first. You immigrate to our country, you have to speak the native language. You have to be a professional organizer. Rocky Laporte's a stand-up comedian from Chicago, Illinois. He still lives there part of the year. The rest of the time, he's in Los Angeles, appearing on TV shows, talk shows, and the like. You can also catch him doing stand-up all over the country. Here's our interview with Rocky Laporte. What's up? Nothing. How are you? Good, good. Uh, let me welcome hey, weren't you. Weren't you in Cincinnati last time, Pia? I still am. Oh, okay. This this was Palmdale, California, though, right? Your number? Oh, it, it's. I'm calling from Skype, so it's a different number every time. I called Paul Mercurio one time, and said I was calling from Thailand. Holy shit! He's really? like, "Who's calling me from Thailand?" Yeah. So it's a different number every time, I guess, when it calls. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's weird. I didn't know that. Yeah. Let me uh, welcome you into the podcast, and uh, we'll get rolling. Okay. All right. Okay, joining us on P.S. Tape Recorder, it's comedian Rocky Laporte. Rocky, how you doing? Good, P.S. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Now, you've been on the, uh, you're on the, the now-defunct football podcast last year, but you haven't been on the actual tape recorder, so this will be uh, <laughs> your first time doing this. Yeah, yeah. That football thing's no more, huh? Well, I kind of had to let it go because uh, it's... I just have too many other things going on, and actually the success of this podcast has kind of uh, cost me the time I needed to do uh, the football podcast. And the football podcast was originally just to uh, get me acclimated to doing a podcast and uh, to ultimately do this show, and that accomplished its goal. So, How you liking it, man? You like doing podcasts? Oh, I love doing the podcast thing. Really? Oh, good, man. Good. Yeah, yeah. Being an old radio guy, it's uh, it's... Like, even the comedians that do it, like Marin and, and Jimmy Pardo and all those guys, it's the freedom. You can do whatever you want. Oh, that's great, man. What do you do? Do you record the whole thing and then edit it down? And then yeah, exactly. Out? Yep, yep. Oh, okay. Do some Good, dumb bits, man. and uh, we did a couple dumb bits in the past couple of weeks, and uh, my daughter helped out on one last week, even though she didn't really want to. But uh, I needed a little oh, girl voice, cool. and she was really good, yeah. And uh, and uh, we've got a lot of good comments on it, actually. <laughs> Oh, good, brother. Good to hear, man. You know, uh, the last time I was up in Minnesota, I think that's the last time we talked. Yes, right? yes. Uh, something funny happened. Uh, you know, uh, that Tom Bernard, he's like a, he's a good guy up there. He's like the radio guy up there, and everybody knows him. <clears throat> and Louie Anderson was coming into town. I go, I, I go, I know Louie. And Tom goes, oh, you know, me and Louie are good friends, and we go way back. So the three of us had dinner that night, you know, and I had a show. So, you know, Louie's friend, he, he had this cab, you know, and the guy was supposed to come back in the cab and pick us up at 7 o'clock, take me back for the show. And it's 7.30, and I have 8 o'clock show, and the guy's not even here yet. I'm like, Louie, I'm screwed, man. I go, I got to get back here, you know. So as we're talking, we're on the street, and uh, 
these two people come out. They're from this little town in Montana, you know? Yeah. And they're like, no, they go, we're, we're big fans of yours. Like, we love you, you know? And he goes, like, they're like, can we get a picture of you? And Louie goes, uh, he goes, can you give us a ride? <laughs> like, so that was like the first thing he said to these people. <laughs> so uh, they ended up giving us a ride. Like, they gave me a ride back to my hotel, and they let me change them. Louie goes, you should go see Rocky's show. He's really funny. So these two people from this little town in Montana, we're sitting in the car driving back, and <laughs> they're all snapping pictures and everything. They're like, we got Louie Anderson in our car. So it was, it was really funny, and we had a really good night. We had a great story to take back to Montana with them, you know? Boy, only in the Midwest, huh? Yeah, yeah. It was really fun. You know what I found out, man? That, that club that we're doing, uh, that uh, Rick Bronson's uh, House of Comedy up there yeah. uh, in the mall. More people visit the Mall of America every year than the Grand Canyon. I believe that. In fact, it's even though my wife and I have been to Minneapolis once in the airport for an hour, as I famously said on the show. And my uh, mm-hmm. daughter's big, one of her big uh, vacation dreams is to go to the Mall of America, to which Jimmy Pardo said, oh. just go to your mall and walk around it ten times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But that's the... Uh, yeah, that, I can't believe that. More than the brand, but people come, like, from Australia. Oh, yeah. And, like, they go to her Christmas shop and everything. You know, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, um, there was just this uh, special on PBS called The Ten Buildings That Changed the World, and one of them is the neighboring uh, mall in Adena, Minnesota, which is the first uh, indoor suburban shopping mall, and it's where they filmed the movie Mall Rats. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so Minnesota, very big on the indoor shopping, very pioneering. Oh, uh, yeah, well, yeah. with the weather they got up there, you got to shop indoors. I well, exactly. Like two weeks of nice weather in August, you know? Well, the other thing they have there is those, that Skywalk, I was doing an article for Cincinnati Magazine about some things in Cincinnati that were uh, never built and planned. And uh, one of the things they did build was a skywalk. They were inspired by Minneapolis. But like you said, Minneapolis is more conducive to that because of the weather. Here in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. it's only crappy a couple of months out of the year. And it just ended up sucking people oh. off the sidewalks and not ever getting used. And Minnesota's wasn't actually a big hit for about five or six years until they built that big shopping center right in the middle of downtown. And that was like a big uh-huh. hub for everything. And then that was, you know. That, what that is a skywalk? What is that? It's just an enclosed walkway. You can go from building to building. I guess in Minneapolis, it connects like, in downtown, it connects like, I don't know, 20 blocks or something like that. Oh, you can, oh, you wow. never have to go outside. Holy yeah, yeah. Well, they get brutal winters up there. You know Exa- what I mean? Like, that's yeah. the last place you want to be in a winter is outside. You well, know? You, you know about that being from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. And theirs is worse than ours. You know? Oh, yeah, because they're, they're further north. Yeah, yeah. I heard sometimes in the summer it'll go up to like 20 degrees up there. Like it'll get all the way up to 20, 25. Yeah, actually, I was shocked. It it goes into the 90s up there, like 90, 95. (laughs) They they get actual heat waves. It's really weird. But um, I know we've been. We're we're having one in Chicago too. It's been crazy, but it's supposed to cool off in a few days. Well, we were there for Lollapalooza and we couldn't have had nicer weather. It was a little bit uh, muggy, but we really lucked out. Oh, good, man. Yeah. You guys were there. Had a lot of fun. Good, Always like Chicago. Now, I know we've discussed this for, for print before, but for the benefit of the podcast listener, um, before you were doing comedy, uh, you were a regular Joe. You just had a regular job. Yeah, I worked on the docks, and I drove a tractor trailer, you know, until I was 29 years old. And uh, I actually got held up a couple times. I got, I, don't, I think I told you, I got shot one time. I got held up on my route, and I got shot. Yeah. They go, uh, they go, we're going to put you on a better route. <laughs> I started delivering the prisons, like 
How bad your job when prisons is a step up from what you were doing? I'm like, oh my god. Well, and as you were so, a bit of a, a prankster back then, and they thought you were kidding when you got shot. Your dispatcher. Yeah, yeah. I called him up. Yeah, because I was always goofing around on the radio, you know. And uh, I'm like, Mike, I go get shot, and he goes, Yeah, that's great, Rock. Bring the truck in. <laughs> I'm like, No, I'm serious, you know. And so then they uh, they had to call the ambulance and the cops and. Uh, Exciting. And uh, if I, I recall correctly, this that, that's kind of what was the kind of the ultimate push over the cliff, as they say, in Spinal Tap, to get you to, to maybe try out stand-up comedy. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I started delivering to, like, uh, Joliet and Pontiac, like, you know, state bill penitentiary. And um, there was a couple, uh, I delivered furniture to some of these places, and I I started delivering to this mall, and there was a lady that worked at this mall, her name was Betty Griffin, and she's the one, she goes, did you ever think of doing comedy? You're really funny. And it was like a light bulb went off in my head, and the next day I went to like an open mic night at, uh, it was a funny bone in Schaumburg, Illinois, and it just, I don't know, it took off. It was like, uh, I was too dumb to figure that out on myself. I had to have someone else point it out for me, you know? So... And, and, and I, it worked out, you know, 25 years later, you know, here I am, you know, sitting in a crummy hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I recall no. you said at the time, uh, the, like, I think the first time I interviewed you, you said, you know, you figured, well, well, what's the worst that could happen? I've been shot, you know, what's, what's the yeah, worst that could happen yeah, in the comedy club? That's right. You know? but, uh, well, but you've had a, a, I would say you have a, a nice, pretty even career. You've got the TV thing, you're headlining, you could do the, the corporate thing, and a lot of guys, you know, tend to fall into one more than the other and you know but you get to do a, a pretty nice variety of things yeah man i i had a nice ride you know i i got to be in a couple movies and you know shot my own pilot for cbs and yeah and i do corporates and i'm up right now i'm in seattle and we just did fort lewis uh washington it was a military base here we did yesterday you know for some troops and i got to go to iraq and no i'm not complaining i'm just goofing around oh yeah yeah but, I had a good career, and I'm really happy, and, you know, I got to meet a lot of people, and I met the Rolling Stones and Brett Favre, and, wow. you know, I got to go to, yeah, it's like, you know, when you look at it that way, like, you you know, I got to do a lot of neat things, you know? Yeah. I got to be on your podcast. Yeah, exactly. You've been a PSD reporter now. Week, you can bookend that career right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And it, well, the, the nice thing, too, of course, is your, your humor plays you know naturally to a pretty wide audience you know it's not you know there's not really politics in it there's not it's just you know good solid setup punchline you know funny stories things like that that you know they, everybody can relate to it but they really can you know do you think it's that part of that that midwestern background that you kind of like you know you're not too new york you're not too la so you're just kind of like it's it's very regular guy yeah yeah i think that yeah i think you hit that right on the head i think it's it's just like regular stuff that everybody deals with every day and that everyone can relate to, you know, like young, old, rich, poor, you know, and it's just, uh, like there's one, people get a laugh, like a big kick out of it. Like I, and this really happened to me. I was in uh, Target, you know, and I said, I was talking to a lady. I thought she worked there because she had a red shirt on. I get that a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like what, <laughs> what idiot goes into Target with a red shirt on? You know what I mean? <laughs> and then you think nobody's going to ask you anything. <laughs> and it's just like, Everyday stuff like that. Like, yeah. and everybody goes, that's true. Like, they see it all the time, you know? Yeah. 
Um, and then we, something another thing we, we discussed before, me being from Cleveland, I forgot you did some work for the TV station there in, in Cleveland. Cleveland and Chicago, very similar cities, of course, very Midwestern, kind of Cleveland, kind of like the, the kid brother of, of Chicago, I would say. How did you get mm-hmm. in that? Was that like did you, had you were pursuing acting and you, did, you just got the gig or were you in Cleveland? They said, hey, you, you should do some spots for us. Yeah, that guy, uh, Kevin, uh, what the heck is his last name? escaping me right now. He's a great guy, though, but when they went over... When they go from Fox to they went, CBS... They went, from CBS they went from CBS to Fox, and 19 went from Fox to CBS. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. Well, um, you know, uh, when I was working up there at uh, Hilarities, like, you know, the comics would go on the television every weekend, and that guy, uh, Kevin, he was like one of the director-producers over there for that station at the time, and him and I hit it off, and he was a big comedy fan. And he said, "Hey, we're switching over. Would you mind doing some spots for us? You know, like, and I, you know, it was for free. I did it for free. Yeah. And uh, he was just a nice guy. I'm like, no, like he was we'll just shoot you in different places. And and I guess people assumed I was from Cleveland, man, because you have a very Cleveland uh, look about you. <laughs> a very what? You have a very Cleveland look about you. But like again, it maybe oh, be that Midwestern <laughs> thing. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, and everybody thought I was from Cleveland. Then before you know, it's like, you know, I was getting tickets for the Rock Hall of Fame, and people, you know, hey, let's go to a Browns game. And I go, no, let's do something fun. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> no, I'm, I like um, the Browns. We, they would get me Indian tickets. And yeah. I'm a Bears fan, though. And you know oh, yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. Oh, in fact, uh, they and played no. last night, the two of them, the Browns and the Bears. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. right. I and, know the uh, Bears lost, but uh, all the scrubs were in, right? Right. Well, if if all of our starters get injured and everyone else's starters get injured in the league, we're going to the Super Bowl. Okay. That's how I look at it. <laughs> you guys get this. Ain't that something? People call them scrubs, and they yeah. you guys been playing football since they're six, and we'll never even achieve the peak of being a scrub, and then we call them scrubs. Oh, I know. You so. make. I was thinking about that. You make it that far. Like I'm a, I'm a big aficionado of uh, defunct football leagues. In fact, I was on Jackie Cation's podcast talking about them, and I've got this book on the AFL, and I've got this book on the World Football League, and you go through and you look at these guys, especially like in the World Football League in the USFL, these guys almost made it, or they were on an NFL roster for maybe two seasons, and they went over to the other league and tried to keep the dream alive. Man, it's, you're, you're that close, and you know... These poor guys, kind of, I think, kind of get a little taken advantage of because you know they just want to keep playing football. Yep, yep. And look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers. How long like that talent sat on the bench behind like like how many guys like that were really good linemen or whatever at their position sat because the guy in front of them was a star, you know? Yeah, or Kurt Warner, or uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and even with a lot of these guys like in the USFL and the World Football League, a lot of them came back into the NFL. And turned out to be stars like Danny White and Alfred Jenkins and uh, people like that. Oh, yeah. yeah they, they had big careers. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just it's just weird. Sometimes you just never... And you think that would be... I can see why in, in comedy and acting and, and even music that kind of happens because people have different taste and talent. But if if you can run fast, if you can catch a football, you can run fast and catch a football. I mean, that's that should be pretty cut and dry. And yet they, people still miss on some of these guys, like you're saying. Yeah, you're right. You know what? So we we were talking about that yesterday after we did this gig, and I go some of the funniest comics in in the in the country. No one even knows them. They're oh just, yeah, they're working in Mississippi or you know a little hotel in Connecticut or there. There's some really funny guys out there that never got that break or never got seen or you know they're just in the club circuit. You know, yeah. and, and then there's some really 
fun, like famous people that ain't even nearly funny. You know? No, no. Yeah, we have a lot of guys locally here in Cincinnati that, you know, right on the... In fact, a lot of them are moving to Chicago now. The latest is uh, a guy named Vince Galino. He just moved from northern Kentucky up to Chicago just this week. So um, Chicago oh, kind of becoming a dude. hotbed of comedy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, stand-up comedy. It's always been improv but... You know that? What's that? It's a good launching point. It and is. You, got, like, uh, you get a lot of stage time, and it's a decent city. And, yeah, it's, it's a good place to go to if you don't want to you know, make the leap to the coast, you know. And you're still within driving distance of a lot of, you know, uh, good markets and maybe ones that are, you know, if you're if you're from the Midwest, that's probably a good place to go because if you go to New York, yeah, there's a lot of places around New York you can go to, but I've had some people tell me, oh, like, um, who's that camera? Uh, uh, Mike Lucas said he went to New York. Mm-hmm. He's from uh, around here and uh, lived in Cleveland for a while and he said he went to New York and he's like, they did not get his, they didn't like his Midwestern uh, shenanigans at all. <laughs> On the East Coast, uh, and so you figure you go to Chicago. You know you, you're with you know it's in a you're in a big city like you're saying. You can get up five nights a week, seven nights a week if you want, and still mm-hmm. drive to you know a, a lot of nice medium sized markets. Where maybe people get you more while you're getting your feet wet, and you know and then you can go go from there. Yeah, and you're not paying four thousand a month in rent. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Chicago's you know? a, Chicago's a great town. It gets a, it gets a bad rap in some ways. I know they got some problems out in the neighborhoods and stuff like that and things like that. But wow, it's just another thing that struck me when I was there. It's almost Toronto clean uh, in the Loop and uh, particularly, of course, mm-hmm. in the River North where all the shopping is. But it's uh, not like New York. My wife gets to go to New York on business a couple times a year and she hates it. It's just it's dirty. It's no, smelly. Chicago's clean, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right about that. That is that is one. City. Yeah. Yep. And so do you, I can't remember, don't you split time between Chicago and the West Coast, or are you mostly on the West Coast now? I, I can't remember. No, I, I'm splitting, you know, I moved, I was in L.A. for 14 years, and then I moved back to Chicago about three years ago, and uh, I love it, man. Uh, you know, I got a nice house there, and I'm literally paying about 300 more for a house than I was for a one-bedroom loft in Los Angeles. Oh, there you go. And I'm just, and I'm just happy, man. Like, all yeah. my old friends are there, and my family's there, and I just feel like, uh, before I felt like I had a career, but I didn't have a life. Like now, I feel like I have a life. You know, oh, yeah. And yeah. I still got a good career. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I get as much work as I want, and you know. Yeah, you're living the dream, man. Ahead, what were you gonna say? I said you're, you're living. Yeah, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and in Chicago, a great place to do it too. That's my my daughter's dream is to live in Chicago, right there in the in the city, maybe River North area. You know, you can just go downstairs, go to a go to a nice cafe, do some shopping. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's a great city, man! Like, and everybody that lives here, they love it. You just uh, sometimes the winters can get a little rough. Yeah, that's but, the thing. You know. Yeah, but I mean, for you, being from Cleveland, I'm used to that. And be, you know, down here, the winters yeah. can get crappy, but they don't get quite as crappy, I guess, as uh, they can get up there. But you know. yeah, and it's just three, four months, and then it's you know, then it's spring, and then everything's good again. And, there you go. You know, but you bundle up, you know. Exactly. <laughs> Put on a coat. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It'll make make you a hardy individual. Absolutely. And then I always think I go like I go up to, I'm going up to Canada next week and I'm thinking those people got it rough and you never oh, yeah. complain. Like they get uh, their winners are like four times as bad as ours. Oh know? yeah, so it's like Edmonton. You going up there to play uh, Bronson's other place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So who was telling me that he uh grabbed a cab he was at the comedy club was across the caddy corner like diagonal from the south from the restaurant and he actually hired a cab to drive him around to make a u-turn and go across to the restaurant because he didn't want to walk across the street it was so cold 
Oh, that's a stir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That? I cannot remember who that was. Uh, somebody that's been on the show, so it could be any one of 107 people. Oh, that's yeah. I want to say with someone oh, like funny. I want is someone like Orny Adams or maybe TJ Miller, mm. one of those guys maybe. Oh, I'm not oh, not remembering oh, correctly, but one of those guys, yeah, uh, said that, yeah, funny stuff. Well, we got to get you down here in Cincinnati yeah. sometime soon, man. I think you've you've been here. You were here a long time ago, weren't you? Didn't you play the Funny Bone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. and uh, I gotta get back there, man. I'm gonna put that on my to do list this year because uh, I remember I just I had a great time down there and people were just nice to me and. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I gotta. I'm going to get down there, man. Cool. All right, man. Well, we'll hang out. We'll get a beer. I would like that. Talk, we'll talk some football. See you again, okay, bud? All right, All right Rocky. Sounds good. All right, thank, thanks for taking thanks. the time today out of your busy schedule. You're welcome. I'll catch up with you soon. All right, thanks, Rocky. Okay, buddy. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again to Rocky Laporte for being on the show. Uh, excuse me, we're having a discussion over whether or not we could improve the podcast. Uh, Lizzie has some ideas that we're going to discuss later. Rocky, meanwhile, can be seen live September 12th through the 15th at the House of Comedy in the Mall of America in Bloomington, Minnesota. And you can find all things Rocky Laporte at rockylaporte.com. There you if go. If you know that your mouth soaks your food with saliva, just swallow it down easily. Okay, thank you, Producer Lizzie, for that. Um, let me see, what else? Oh, uh, PF Tape Recorder logo designed by Dan Coble. Find him at Tiger Dactyl on Twitter. Uh, the, his podcast, along with his buddy uh, uh, Logan, can be found in iTunes. That is Magic Potion. We'll link to it on our website as well. Uh, PF Tape Recorder original music composed and performed by John Veropoulos and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at PF66. Uh, we're really up against the clock, so all I have to say uh, other than that is so long and thanks for listening. Yes.